Dead Bodies is not for the squeamish and is intended for mature audiences. Well, we are doing feedback because I feel terrible. We've had a lot of lovely feedback. Now, thank you to everyone. We have so much sent feedback. Us nice messages. Oh, so much <laughs> feedback. Just so much. Stop it. Stop it, you crazy kids. Um, so, I thought we'd better do an episode. Yeah, sure. And I wrote What's a happening? list. Well, I wrote a little list. See my little list yeah, here of things. Makes no sense. Uh, no, it doesn't. Of things to talk about banter. Okay. And just before we get into the feedback, there was I've written tire pressure, and I don't know why. I know, well, I do know why. If you write tire pressure, how is that not spark? It's so specific. Because it's not spark a well, I was just putting things to you know, like there, these are fun things I can tell Chanel. Okay. Uh, so I am going down to see my mum and dad. It's a bit of a drive away. It's been a long time since I've seen them because of the COVID, COVID and the restrictions and all the rest of it. So I put petrol in the car and I thought I'm going to go and check the tyre pressure. And I, How responsible of you. That's the feeling. <laughs> Thank you. This is why I love I'm you. I'm going to make sure my tyres are right before I head I off on this trip. And I was. it's especially thrilling where you put the little, because it's all auto, so you set the beep, 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 yes. you set it to what you want it on. Hook it up. And uh, then you're push the thing into the little valvey thing, yes. making sure not to lose the cap. There's no way to do it without getting your fingers dirty, even if you try and be delicate. Yeah. And it's so thrilling when the th- the thing judges the pressure in your tyre and it says, does. oh, you're only on 24 yeah, and you really need to be on 32 and it and then yes. you get to it. It's just lovely to see, oh, I had a feeling that wasn't right and it's now correct. Is something going wrong? No, it's good. They're all oh, that's your whole story. they're all pumped up, but yes, it was just that feeling. Of, okay, I'm <laughs> I thought you were going to tell me something like it was on two. No, but years ago, my mum was at a petrol station just up the road from mum and dad's house, and mm. a lady came in with a Porsche, a beautiful shiny Porsche, and the guy. It was just when attendants used to come out and actually do your car for you yes. in the good old days when you could be lazy, and um, she was. She said, "No, I can do it. I know what I'm doing." Oh. She set the tyre pressure at 132, <laughs> not 32, 132, and actually blew up the tyre. If you've ever wondered what happens, if they you do explode. That, yep, and the guys in the workshop just sat back and watched it happen. Well, what better way to start a feedback episode after so long than to hear from Basmer and Sabrina? <gasps> yes. <laughs> they say, hi, Chanel and Dee Dee. Long time no email. Sabrina and I got caught up with our HSC exams and then with uni. Fair. It's gone from us being like aunties to them. I know. To now we're a bunch of girlfriends. We are. And having a wine together. How they, old are they now? 30? Well, yeah. <laughs> Something like 84. that. They said, and of course, we haven't seen each other too much this year. So we haven't had any cause or opportunity to email you guys, even though it is one of our favorite pastimes. It's the COVID year, so, you know, yeah. no one's been on top of their shit. She said, I read, I read something in one of my uni textbooks that I thought was fascinating and hilarious and instantly felt the need to share. One of the subjects I'm taking is private law. See, they're very smart, Basmer and Sabrina. And we recently began looking at property law. That includes exploring what can be considered property. Sorry, but can, what, which one is this, Sabrina or Basmer? Basmer? 
Well, it says Sabrina. from Basma and Sabrina. When did that get boring? Why are we talking about property law? No, shush. Okay. They say, oh, I don't know well, the name, Dudwood and Spence in a case from 1908 oh. about Dr. Donahue who had operated on a pregnant woman okay. who delivered a stillborn yep. with two heads. Right. Okay. That's okay. Are you back on board? They, yeah. Okay. He preserved. I should have had more faith that they would. You let should us have. Go. They know yeah. our forte. Yeah. He preserved the baby in a bottle of spirits. Oh. When he died, bottle baby was sold as part of his estate <laughs> to Mister oh. Dudward, who put it on display in his curiosity show. No. The police confiscated Bottle Baby on the basis that it was immoral to be showing it off like that. Yeah, it is a bit. And Dudwood, I'm saying that name wrong, Dudwood, Dudwood sued for the wrongful taking of property. So it I think obviously the police just be- were right to take yes, it off display. It obviously just became his property because he'd had it for so long. <sighs> Bottle Baby. That's the girls saying that. Surely it doesn't say in the legal papers, bottle baby. Oh, come on. Don't. I'm it's Googling the it. girls doing it. You know what they're like. But what if I just Google bottle... Bottle baby. And they've put it You're as one You're going to get things word. about formula or something. Bottle baby. Oh, I am. That's exactly what comes up. Yeah. It's the girls. It's Sabina and Basma. That's very clever. We shouldn't laugh at it, but it's funny. Yeah. Even Okay, yeah. It is them. Get on with this story. No, that's it. Is that it? Yes. You sure? Yeah. Oh, no, there's another page. (laughs) (laughs) The court had to decide whether Bottle Baby was property because it was a dead body and a previous case had set the precedent that dead bodies cannot be property. Yeah. Basma gave us the legal ruling. Oh, you're reading that. That's me. That needs to be edited because that's you writing that. How the fuck am I meant to know that? Leave that in, please. Thank you. Simon's filling in for Kirsten on this episode. Simon's a good friend of mine from work. Simon, leave that in. Don't do anything to it. Thank you. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Simon, talk to us. Be on the episode. I didn't know if I was allowed. You are. Of course you're allowed to. Because I I will say now, here, here and now, I am such a big fan of the podcast that it just feels really freaky to actually speak on it. And hear us be yeah. non-professional and just cobbling Dreadful. together oh, no, these no, podcasts as we do. No, that's, and that's how it sounds. This, this will be all the stuff that Kirsten usually edits out. It can stay Leave in. it in. Leave it in. Leave and it welcome. In. Welcome to welcome. our podcast. Feel free so to So am I reading Simon. this shit in brackets or not? Well, no, it's there for... I don't know. Oh, we finished at the sentence before. Don't you look ahead when you're reading stuff? Do you just well, I don't plain, think. Plain. Yeah, I just read. I'd be one of those TV <laughs> news readers that whatever you put in the auto queue, I'd say it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, well, I think a body cannot be someone's property. No, we've, we've discussed it. Not even. Yeah, yeah, it can't be. But even a, just the fact that it's a baby doesn't mean that it's not doesn't yeah. qualify as a body. What you got? Uh, from Madeline. Hello. Nice things, nice things. I just wanted to share a story that was a low light in my nursing career that involves a dead body. Oh, dear, poor Madeline. As a young nurse working in a medical... Oh, some of these, look, I've if had people hearing this and going, hey, oh, I didn't say it quite like that. I've just edited people to make them sound a bit snappier. Sure. Hmm. You're right. You're adjusting your bra there. Sorry, I was. That's all right. You've got underwires. I don't like underwires. It's a podcast. Why? You don't have to describe everything oh, I no. do. Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> Underwise, forget them. Unless you're going out and you want to present everything, you know, if, up and yeah, about. If you're on stage. Mm, just at home. No underwire. Not necessary. As a young nurse working... Sorry, Simon. 
forgot it was Simon and not Kirsten. That's okay. The girl He's talk, learning. Bit of pussy talk Simon has to sit through. Uh, as a young nurse working in a medical ward at a large hospital, one morning I was allocated as one of my patients an elderly man with throat cancer that had fungated. Does that mean it's got fungus Fungi, on it? Fungi, I think. <gasps> and broken through the skin at the front of his neck, basically palliative and expected to die. Oh, poor love. He was gaunt with sunken eyes and a big bushy beard. To me, he looked a bit terrifying. Well, that would if you were a young nurse. And he was unconscious. I planned to sponge him down, so I popped my head in and told him I'd be back soon to freshen him up. But when I came back, he was dead. My team leader helped me sponge him. Are you Googling fungated? I did. Fungating lesion. A fungating lesion is a skin lesion that fungates. That doesn't help explain. You can't use the word to describe what the word is. But anyway, it becomes... Either that or mushrooms that started growing. Fungus in appearance... Or growth rate. Yeah, it is marked great. by ulcerations, you know breaks on the skin. We're not stopping. This is no. dead bodies. We can read this. Oh, um, I don't know that I'm here for medical, uh, current living medical conditions. All right, I'll just say a few more words and usually presents a foul odour. That's not very nice. Continue. Uh, okay, I planned to sponge him down, so I popped my head in and told him I'd be back soon to freshen him up. But when I came back, he was dead. My team leader helped me sponge him before putting him in a shroud and sending him to the morgue. Thing is, it soon became evident that he had been dead for quite some time oh, no. because we couldn't get him to lie flat due to rigor mortis. Oh no, the, up, the upper part of the body is up on the pillows. How He's on he an dead angle. For? I don't know, but it must have been when she went in earlier and said, I'll be back in a moment. <laughs> he was already, oh, I should he was laugh. He was already dead. That's yes. terrible. We loved Loaded him into the silver rocket. We know that now. That's the trolley. Uh, there was a big bulge where his up, oh oh no, where his upper body was. I was worried it was, um, and still half sitting up, screaming emoji. So they're wheeling him, and he's sitting upright. Yes, I felt so bad. It remains one of the worst memories of my career. Oh, you didn't know, Madeline. You didn't know. It's all right. Uh, hopefully, I've made up for it over the years by giving lots of good comfort and care for the dying. Anywho, oh, I still even think about the fact that sponging down a dead body is such an act of um, – gives so much respect yes. to people yes. and their families to yes. sponge down someone's body after they've died. It's yeah. Uh, then she says, anywho, that's my shameful dead, story, dead body story. Love to you all, Madeline. Well done, Madeline. It. Um, I've got Pam who says, hello, it's so nice to hear your voices again. I especially loved your banter. It never fails to crack me up. Also, I forgot that fart episode was coming out when it did. So I just <laughs> went about my life and then people started sending me messages about it and I was instantly mortified um, that I had overshared. Pam says, I've seen quite a few dead bodies in first year uni in the anatomy lab be a few dead bodies in there bodies and body parts were laid out for us on stainless steel tables the sight and the smell of formaldehyde were an assault on the senses they were she was only 17 years old at the time the yeah. most memorable item was a human bust head and shoulders standing upright stainless steel drums held limbs for later in the semester, we were given a stern lecture about treating the bodies with respect and we observed this. These dear souls had donated their bodies so that we could study anatomy. After the initial shock, I found the subject fascinating but difficult. There was so much to learn. I do remember having an epiphany when something clicked and I understood how humans could stand erect and walk. I've, I could never eat lunch. 
after prax and the smell remained in my nose for hours later. I've never worn rubber gloves since 1976. The smell instantly reminds me of the anatomy lab. Nice things and much love, Pam. It I is, love how people tell us disgusting things and they sign off. Just, yeah, much love. Yeah, like, anywho, yeah I love it. Um, when you think about it, mm. isn't it amazing that we can stand upright? Yeah. Like it's the muscles and the bones working together. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting that she can't wear gloves anymore. It just freaks yeah. her out. Yeah, it's like that lady in the straight back. Dorothea Puente story who yeah. can't eat vegetables because they've been in the dirt with the bodies. Not with the bodies, literally. Yes. But... <clears throat> I have one from Suzanne. Hello there, you beautiful women. And this is why I love her because she puts in brackets, please excuse my bad English. Oh. My name is Suzanne. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't do it. I live far, far away from you both in little, lovely Sweden. Oh, she's from Sweden. I wonder if Suzanne writes English, speaks English, or whether she put the whole thing into Google Translate. Well, it's very good. So far it is. Continue. Except for the accent. Look, think of it this way. Are you going to continue with the accent? Yes, I am. If, oh. um, if Suzanne was sending us a message, a voice message, and she was trying to do a really bad Australian accent, would you be offended or would you be no, pissing yourself No, people are Baker? offended. I like, want her to say no. as a listener. Look, Will Ferrell just made a whole movie. Oh, I know. And nobody told him off. I know. Right. Okay. Ding dong. Continue Whatever. our taste. Yeah. I found your fantastic <laughs> podcast a month ago and I haven't been, <laughs> haven't been listening to any other <laughs> I don't think you sound Swedish. This is the problem. I've got nothing to go off. I don't know any Swedish people. I don't know. I don't think it's. I don't think it's good. Love the true crime, and I totally love your way to tell us about it. Is that all right? Just go normal. Okay. Me and my daughter Evelina have been thinking about an excellent way to get rid of a head at the junkyard. Why? I love that we are. I've been doing that. We, the police are going to come to our house one day, <laughs> like from another country, because our podcast is inspiring people to think of ways to get rid of bodies. But sure. This is just a head. Just she a, just wants to get rid of it. interesting. Well, it would be difficult. The head's the hardest part. Yeah, that's correct. Just put your training, put on your training clothes, act like it is a normal day and put the head, she's she got brackets around the letter S in case you've got more than one head to get rid of, <laughs> head or heads, or heads. Uh, in, in it basketballs, she's done this in translate, and throw it in the container. Hang on, no, if she didn't speak English, how would she listen to us? In which case, I'm very impressed if Suzanne <laughs> is able to listen to, to us. us. And understand. and understand, Suzanne, you are nailing the whole English language. Yeah, she's great. Uh, throw it in the container. No one will ever notice because they will all think you're just another basketball coach throwing away some bad balls. Oh, so <laughs> she wants to get like a bag of balls. Yeah, and just throw the head in. But cover it in a basketball or put it in with the basketballs. <laughs> this is difficult. <laughs> I'm thinking the weight is a problem. Heads are heavier than basketballs. It's going to require a bit of arts and crafts. Nice things, nice things. Wilson. It's Wilson in the castaway. Yeah. Wilson. Uh, I love that she's written nice things, nice <laughs> things. Draw a face on the basketballs as well. And chuck them. So that if someone does see the face, it's confused. It's like when E.T. was hiding in the mm. closet amongst all the toys. Well, I uh, love Suzanne. I love Suzanne too. Uh, nice things, nice things. More nice things, she says. She, and she says, oh, bad things. 
you make me sing this song every time, every effing time I listen to you. It's called Eloise and it's performed by a Swedish band called Arvingama. <laughs> I feel like you're very German. Please listen and you will soon find out why. Love to hear you sing a bit from it now. Love ya. And then instead of saying um, from my iPad, you know how it yes. says, it says, Skikat from min galaxy. Oh, okay, right. Good it's stuff, in another hey? language. Have you listened to the song? I have. We can play a little bit here. who sent us this mystery story. It's one of the strangest missing person cases in Europe, Pedro Martinez Gomez. It happened in the port of Somosuria, north of Madrid, Spain, in June 1986. Standing up to stretch my legs. Hope it doesn't put you off. Whatever makes you feel good. Okay. Andreas Martinez was a truck driver hauling a load of more than 5,000 gallons of sulfuric acid. His wife Carmen was with him in the truck and it was it was seen driving erratically in the early morning. It ran one truck off the road and sideswept another, sideswiped even, going down a winding mountain road. It was speeding up and slowing down before it turned sharply and crashed, ending up on its side. The sulfuric acid leaked, causing small explosions mm. and a toxic cloud. Wow. Authorities brought in tons of lime to absorb the acid. Oh no. Andres and Carmen died on impact and the sulfuric acid was starting to eat into their bodies. Ooh. That's what I was thinking was going to happen. Because and they this... can't touch them to get them out because they're, oh. No, because this is the murderer's shopping list, right? Yeah. They get out their pen yeah. before they head to Bunnings, that sulfuric acid. Yeah. Lime. Shovel. Dissolve body. Mm. How do they touch that body without getting burnt themselves? When police phoned Carmen's mother, she asked, what about the child? Please tell me at least the child is fine. The cop said, what child? There was no child in the truck. Only two bodies were recovered. It was then revealed that Andreas and Carmen's son, 10-year-old Juan Pedro Martinez Gomez had been in the truck, but he wasn't anywhere to be found. A massive search was launched. It went for days with sniffer dogs, helicopters and the civil guard, but there was no trace of the child. They did find some of his things in the cabin of the truck, children's cassettes and some clothing. It was thought he could have been thrown from the truck before impact, but no body was ever found. 
that's when the theory was raised that the sulfuric acid had dissolved his remains. Oh, not that quickly, surely. Well, scientists said it wasn't possible and they did experiments on animal remains. They found that it took at least five days for the bones of the remains to be affected by the acid. And that was the thing. That's the thing, isn't it? It's the bones that stick yeah. around. Yeah. Because whenever they... We had one Yeah, they diluted recently. a body. Yeah, and the teeth don't go. Yes, yep. and they always have to get rid of the, the bones. Yeah. They're getting out the mortar Oh, they have to grind and, them up. Yeah. yeah. Even if Juan Pedro had been submerged in the mortar acid. And <laughs> They're not herbs. Well, how, what You're else are you going to do it with? I'm not saying you put a tibia in. It's not going to fit. <laughs> oh, but you'd know. have to work out what to do with it. You'd have to smash it down. You might have to. I don't know. Bake it, you have to dry it out a bit first and then pulverise oh, it. Oh, that could be the way Don't to do it. Don't they do that with crematoriums? Because yeah. there's bits of bone left. They yep. have to sieve out the teeth. I have to call you. Or the gold teeth or I don't know what. Even if Juan Pedro had been submerged in the acid itself, there would there would have been something left of him, as you mentioned, the teeth, bones, buttons from his clothing. Mm. The accident itself was strange. The truck's brakes were tested and found to be working perfectly. Mm. Um, it's taco tachograph, mm-hmm. which logs the truck's speed, showed that several stops were made on the journey for gas, meals, and maybe rest stops. There were witnesses at some of these stops who confirmed that Juan Pedro was traveling with oh, his parents. Wow. He was wearing a red sweater and pants that many people remembered. The Tacho also revealed something odd. In the last 80 minutes of the trip, the truck was stopped 12 times, ranging from 1 to 20 seconds. Each stop had varying speeds, yet there were no traffic jams or accidents on the stretch of road at that time of day. That sounds weird. I wonder whether the tachograph was wrong. Oh, maybe. The most common theory is that there was drug trafficking going on. The truck was dismantled a year after the crash and there were traces of heroin found in its tanker. Uh, Andre's family said that he had been receiving threats from alleged mafia for weeks prior to the crash, demanding he work for them as a drug carrier. There was also a theory that Juan Pedro had been kidnapped by drug traffickers who then forced Andreas to transport drugs for them. Mm. Juan Pedro's family put out 85,000 posters on the streets, schools, town halls and post offices. They also hired a detective, but he has never been found. Ooh, that is mysterious. Do you think he was there? Well, they know he was there. His things were in the truck. Mm, Maybe taken by the mafia. It's a bit Madeline McCann, isn't it? Yeah, maybe they held he the child have, hostage or something. He couldn't have just uh, dissolved, not possible. Not that quickly, no, I no, don't think so. No, not possible. Mm. Maybe they kidnapped the child and... Why was the truck stopping and starting? Do you think he was drug dealing? Don't know. Yeah, it must have been. Well, sometimes they force them it's to very carry quick drugs. drug deal. Not that I've ever been involved in one. Oh. I have not. But 20 seconds seems fast. No, he would have. If he was going to be drug dealing, he would be taking the drugs to yeah. somewhere, to a destination. But I don't know. I don't know how to explain the stops. No, it's strange. Um, this is from Kristen. Not Kirsten. Kristen, who sent us a link to, oh, okay, the Instagram account. Do you follow that Mrs. Angemi? Is it Angemi or Angemi? No. Probably everyone who listens to this podcast follows her. Um, And the photo on the page had a picture of a mangled head. And the caption on it says, 
This is from the investigation of an airplane crash in 1963, which involved 73 passengers and eight crew members. Do you want to look it up on Twitter while I'm... If you look up at... On Instagram or Twitter? Yeah, Insta. Oh. It's at... I'm feeling time pressured. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Mrs. Mrs. Underscore. I hate underscores, by the way, because you have Same. to flip the keyboard to the next thing. Underscore. And oh, Jimmy. she comes up straight away. A and Yeah. Okay, she's got like millions of followers. She's a rock star in the world of dead bodies. Okay, yeah, she's, she's 1.9 actually, million followers. Yeah, so she's actually a pathologist assistant. Um, she, yeah, a lot of followers. Uh, but some of the images are really graphic. Like there's ones that have got the little covered up thing. You yes, know. there's lots of them. Yeah, lots of organs and sliced off, sliced off tumours and bloody... People obviously love it because they yeah. look at it. Um, so the one that Kristen... Ooh. Careful. As you scroll, it gets worse. I know. Ooh. I followed her once and I had to unfollow. Uh, so the one was the mangled head um, came I from an airplane crash in 1963. What? I can't scroll down anymore. Stop looking. Have you seen I can Nameless see, Does? I've just seen lots of things. And I can Have look, a, at, look up I Nameless can see, Does. Yes. I can see the sick fucks that I know that follow her. You know, it shows you. <laughs> and now I know. One, two, three, four, five, six, six people that follow this that I know. Okay. Look up Nameless Does sometime. It's just a okay. face after face. Yeah, I'm just getting out. I'm going to get your reaction. What? You want me to oh, see no, the head? Oh, no, don't do it. I have to scroll through. Nameless Does. Oh, you want me to look it it's up? It's a whole a different account. Nameless Does, D-O-E-S. Comes up straight away. Yep. Name the nameless. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I had to click out. It's sometimes, I know. It's The most recent picture is horrific. They are all horrific. They're the faces of dead bodies. That haven't been identified, But obviously. it's authorities post them because they want to identify them. And this it's really sad. They don't start... do a, just get a, an artist's impression? Well, no, they've got the actual photos. Well, why not? You don't have to look at it. But if you were looking for someone you love. But do you want to look for them by finding their dead photo? Do you know what's even sadder? Rather than just looking at the photo, like look at the photo, but then there's a little story with each of them that's even sadder. It's like so-and-so was found under a park bench. and. In... Oh, okay. Some of them aren't as bad. Some of them just look like they're asleep. that most recent one is horrific. I'm not even going to look at it. And the thing that they do in this, as I'm looking, is they put the sheet so tight up around the head that they all just look like heads. Yeah. Well, they're trying to – and then each of them has like a link, you know, if you think you know who this is, contact the oh, NYPD Jesus. or whatever. Honestly. Yeah. I, I just – It's kind of a necessary evil though. They used to do that in the olden days when someone got murdered. They used to stick their body I've out in the street. I've told you what Victoria Police in this town did a few years ago and I've never gotten over it. I've got it saved in my favourites because it sometimes makes me laugh. They put out a photo. It was quite a few years ago because they'd found a man passed out. Yeah. Just on the footpath. They had found him and he was in hospital. No one knew who he was. So they took a photo of him unconscious and just sent it out to all the media. <laughs> I swear. Look at it. I never saw it. I've kept it. Oh, that's awful. He looks dead. That looks like off the – it's a dead – he looks dead. I don't want to look at it. They said he's sunburnt because he'd been lying in the sun. He's alive. But they just sent that all to them yes, and pink. said, put that on the news. Do you reckon anyone put that on the news? <laughs> it was horrific. No. All right. So back to this one that uh, Kristen showed us that was on Mrs. Anjoby's account. So it was a an airplane crash in 1963. There were 73 passengers, eight crew members. The plane crashed in a field. The investigators recovered a total of 4,250 pounds of tissue body parts. Uh, that only accounted for the weight of 
a third of the victims. Right. So they decided to excavate the crash site. They took the crews three days. During the excavation, crews found additional body parts, bringing the weight up to 9,800 pounds, which was about 80% of the estimated total weight of the people on board. It was concluded that all tissue was accounted for. The 20% of loss of tissue was due to disintegration of brains, livers, and a loss of blood. Um, And then the picture that Kristen showed us was the remains that were found. The scalp and face were stretched over a mannequin (gasps) so that they could try and identify the face. Like there was no point holding up just a flabby skin of a head with no skull in it. You know that John Travolta movie? Yes, exactly. If you want to look like someone else... Yeah. Dressing their skin. <laughs> okay. How ridiculous is the movie Face Off? Let's just acknowledge yes. that for one fucking second. Yeah, As if you could just cut someone's face off and put it on another head <laughs> and it would look exactly the same and all the dimensions would be the same. That's not possible in work. any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> but I, that movie used to freak me out. Anyway, I have got... Uh, well, we're talking about heads. So Tiffany has sent us a photo of a human head preserved in a jar. Oh, thanks, it's- Tiffany. That's <laughs> Thanks, Tiff. Looks horrific. (laughs) Diago Alves was a Portuguese serial killer. Between 1836 and 1840, he killed 70 people. Uh, So he was called the aqueduct murderer because where he murdered people was in an area with with the same name. Mm. He was sentenced to death and hanged on... Why did it have a really long hurt? I don't know, because I'm reading ahead (laughs) at the same time, because I'm reading everything for the first time. So I have that thing where you just start... You know, you read ahead. (sighs) Hugged. In 1841, his head was placed in a flask to preserve it for scientific purposes. It's now a tourist attraction. How unpleasant. That's revolting. <laughs> so it is in a flask, but it looks like a head in water, like in a bowl of yeah. water. Well, it would have the spirits or something around Imagine it. like a scuba diver with the head oh, thing yes. on, but, but usually, just the head. Usually in the scuba diver's masking, there's no water in the inside. But it's the fishbowl yes. lens, it looks like. <laughs> His head is... Simon, how, how many minutes are we up to? No, we're still going. Uh, 31. Yeah, we're still Before? going. Yes, yeah, so Chris has sent us a message. Simon, is that your, that's not your natural voice. I don't know, Simon. 31. He's Isn't speaking it? Yes, a I'm special sorry. podcast voice. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm not used to... Uh... Well, I'm Being not used involved. to this. Yes, I'm, I'm yes. just I'm just trying to answer your question politely because I don't want to intrude on the greatness. Um, yes, I, I, actually, very sad. I um, I turned up. My my auntie was very unwell in hospital, and they had oh. said that she was going to pass away. And I saw her the day before she passed, and she was suffering from a dry mouth thing. And she said, yes. they give me ice blocks, but I, I'd really like some flavoured ones. So I went home that night and made some flavoured ones. And when I was driving to the hospital, I didn't want to pay for parking. So I drove around the streets looking for um, a car parking spot. And I drove around for about 15 minutes. When I finally parked the car and went upstairs, the door was shut to her room. And a nurse came out and looked very surprised to see me there. And I said, I'm just here to see my auntie. And she said, she passed away two minutes ago. Oh, no. So. My no. my cheapness, my my tight-heartedness cost no, me... No, but then I think of that in a way that she didn't want you to see her die. 
Yeah. Oh, I never and thought of that. And you were making her flavoured ice Flavoured ice cream, flavoured yes. icing blocks, yeah. See, I believe everything happens for a reason and I think maybe she didn't want you to yeah. see her in her dying moment. Mm. Yeah. That's nice. Oh, I, yeah. I like that. Simon. That's that's a better perspective than my one. Yeah, and because Simon, you feel like they... you were too late, but then maybe that's just the way it was meant to be. What yeah. she wanted to happen. Did, did they let you in to see her? I did, yes, and, and it was quite bizarre. It was just very peaceful, but yet mm. it, it, it didn't look like she was asleep there was something different yeah. and I'm not I'm not religious in any way I'm not sort of spiritual and all that but to look at my aunt there in the hospital she didn't look asleep but yeah you know, she but she she looked dead like I can't tell you what the difference yeah. is they say that you know because your soul leaves that you look different yeah. yeah I feel like that was just meant to be like that that she, maybe she just didn't want you to be there in that moment. Yeah. So not necessarily that it was your fault, but just it was meant to be. Yeah, but I've, I've felt guilty ever since. Like for for, for twelve dollars of parking, I could have got. No, there. but that's well, that's that's a lot. That's expensive yeah. for parking, and I just hear the sweetness of you going home to make her flavoured ice like lovely. that is so beautiful and yeah. sweet and she knew that you were doing that so she yeah. knew so her last thought was of you going home to do something really sweet for her yeah so yeah yeah it's all right it's all right oh thank you i feel bad you really brought the bribe down Simon. <laughs> yeah, well, sorry get... it was going <laughs> well till this point thank you simon uh i've got one from a oh it's your turn Yes, it's me. Okay. So Chris has emailed us and let's just, you know, he says, great to have you guys back. I did my first drive to work today and couldn't wait to play the podcast. The trip goes so quickly. Thank you. You guys make me laugh so much. And he says, P.S., we don't normally do this, but I'll do it Mm -hmm. because it's been a year and we all need a drink. He said, I opened a bar and gin company which he put together during COVID. It's in Melbourne, in Bo Morris. Free drinks for you guys, because I know you've done it hard with all the negative feedback during this COVID time. Uh, it's not for, for, us. Obvious, for us. Don't go there demanding free drinks. Chris would just lose it if we all, the three of us just walked in and started knocking back gin. Yep. But I'm happy to plug it. So How would he know it was us? Because we would come in and go, murder. Murder. And, and he would just pour us a he free one. No, It's called the Gin Dispensary. Uh in Bo Morris. So go down and support a fellow Please listener. do. Yes. Fellow dead He dead says bodies. no need for a plug, but there we go. We've done it. I, I double dare anyone, and I want to hear how it works out, to go into the gin dispensary in ask Bo for Morris. Chris. Ask for Chris and say, I would like a whatever, I don't know what, what lovely gin drinks that they've got, and then say, Maeda, and just watch. <laughs> or when reaction. you get it, just when instead of saying thank you, say nice things. Nice things, nice things. Yeah, and just look at him and just secret code. Like, oh, you know. All right, I will give you one from Aisha. Aisha. Uh, regarding the case of Sarah Kafferke, who did yes, that one? Yes, I did that one. Episode I've covered 72. that story. Yes. Uh, Sarah was 22, bastion stabbed by Stephen James Hunter in Bacchus Marsh. Her yes. body was found in a wheelie Good bin in home at Point Cook nine days later. Aisha says. On this episode, you said that you would think that the hardware store he got the items from yes. would have said something. Yes. I work for the hardware store. Oh. Brackets chain that he actually got the items from. Oh, and? And there was a memo sent out <gasps> after the incident warning anyone that noticed strange transactions like that yes. be taken to the bosses and they will inform the local police. Yes. Like... She says, I believe they did in this matter. 
I just wanted you to know how great it is. Listening to you both started listening three weeks ago. Well, that took you a while. Asia, where have you been? <laughs> Uh, and have enjoyed every minute. It's like a hundred weeks. Or it something. is true though, and I imagine. I look. I imagine that people are not silly, and they know. Beep. Beep. Tap. Yes, exactly. Beep. Shovel that they are going, and there is a. There was a. Uh, um, this has nothing to do with dead bodies, but in Melbourne, there were a group of terrorists would-be terrorists who uh, were going around to chemists and Bunnings and all sorts of places trying to buy things to make a bomb. Yeah. And they went into Bunnings, which is our major hardware store, and they wanted to buy Ramset chargers. And oh. they are, uh, I believe, I'm not a handy person, uh, they go into the nail guns. Mm. But if you take them apart, they have gunpowder in them because they shoot out. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. so he was buying a large amount of Ramset chargers and the uh, staff member... The staff member thought it was odd, so followed him out to the car park after he left and took down his rego oh. and informed the police. And it, that information helped them track them. Amazing. So people at Bunnings and Hardware stores are onto it, but it shocks me when they're not. And that's that's good work by the hardware person. Yes. Um, because that's the kind of thing that really only a tradie would want. Yes. It's not it was, something you – you're not going to buy a nail gun just to do home projects. I think it well, was the, might, the but... quantity of Ramset charges uh, he was buying. Okay. It just seemed to be too much. Yeah. 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 It seemed a bit odd. Isn't that good? See, always trust your instincts. It's true. Well, there we are. There we have it. Simon, thank you for being with us. Simon. Pleasure. Thank you for telling us your story and <laughs> sharing with us. That... Simon's one of the nice. He works at the radio station I work at, and he is one of the nicest people around. Well, we're Aww. glad we only have nice people on this podcast. Simon, so... I mentioned you on air the other day. Did you hear? No, I didn't. Well, a lady rang up. No, a man rang up first and said that he had. Ganshano heard it. Had a collection of memorabilia. Was yes. it a lady or a man? I can't remember. It was a man. It was a man. Had a collection of. Um, 3RW memorabilia through the years. Yes, Ooh. he was naming, I've got this and I've got that and I've got this with people's faces on it. A lot of stuff. And then a lady rang and she was very sweet and she offered to give him something that she had. It was a collection of coasters from the 50s and 60s <laughs> of 3RW personalities. And I said, well, I think I know who would know about oh, that. Yes. That would be some. I'd Have you ever seen I'd love to see them. They had some in the 80s that I know of with uh, Muriel Cooper and uh, Mark Day and all that lot uh, from the 1980s. But I haven't seen any from earlier. The oh, earlier ones would be like Pe- Peter James and people like that and mm. Jeff Mannion. And other yes, it people. was names like that yeah. before my time. Exciting. So there you are. So I mentioned you. You're a star, Simon. Thank oh, you for thank helping you. us out today with the pod. And it's thank you great. for sharing your story without any notice and feeling so open to do that. I've, I've got an, a, a very quick one. And it, 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 I was driving to work one day and there was a, a, an ambulance and a, a car had pulled over on the side of the road on the Eastern Freeway. Yes. And there, there was no accident. There was just a car there. But on the nature strip was a, a body covered by a blanket. Oh. And so you couldn't sort of see anything, but yes. it was a little bit of a windy day. And as I drove past, I just saw a leg and a shoe. And it oh. was a beautifully pressed suit with a lovely oh. black shiny shoe, nice oh. you know, uh, dark socks. So yes. obviously some very well-dressed businessman. And I thought, he's obviously just you know had a heart attack and died or oh. something. He's, he's, he's pulled over and passed away. Oh. And I just remember thinking how terribly sad I was. And, it was, and as I say, all it was was a leg, but it was 
just yeah. seeing seeing that leg and and the way he was dressed sort of just gave him a bit of an identity that yeah, made me yeah. feel very sad. If I hadn't yes. seen that, I would know nothing about him. Yes. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So and yeah. it's hard. And that that uh, symbolism, if that's the word I can use, would have said to you that he was just going about his day, and then something awful happened. Yeah. So, yeah. So you, know? yeah, so you you want to just sort of you know hug your kids and yeah. kiss your partner at the end of the day, and because you know it could be your last one. Yeah, well, that's exactly I've, I've, the kind of story we want to hear. I've brought the yeah. mood down again. No, but no, no, no you've no, left no. us with no. an important note, which is that you should take every moment because you never know when it's going to be your last. Oh, see, I took it as the important what? thing is that you should tell us your dead body stories if oh. you've seen a dead body. <laughs> and you can email them to deadbodiespodcast at gmail.com. Dead Bodies is created by D.D. Dunleavy and Chanel Vela and produced by Kirsten Lim Howe. Contact us at deadbodiespodcast at gmail.com.